Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? Time waits for no man. Time is obviously a woman. This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, Time Cube Theory, final round of Torture Luke with TV, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and Westworld, Episode 8. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. gentlemen and welcome to another week another digital citizen and it's episode 59 uh, that means that we are one from 60 uh, hello Luke hello bro hello everybody hi how are you I'm good busy week uh, wrestling show this weekend I pretty much got ready the day after we did the show last week left went and did a wrestling show and stuff all weekend came back got ready for the show and i'm doing the show today and then the next couple days i just have to get ready for thanksgiving which is on thursday here in america uh what do you have planned for thanksgiving uh just a normal family get together yeah. dinner you know turkey yep. turkey standard yeah standard thanksgiving mashed potatoes turkey mm. cranberry sauce that kind of thing mm. yep what do you drink to uh, your Thanksgiving? Uh, like well, it, it, uh, everybody probably drinks something different. I, you know, whatever beer, wine, if you're a kid, soda. Uh, sometimes champagne comes out, but Ooh. you never know. Yeah, Ooh. you're that kind of family that likes champagne. I'm, I'm not <laughs> a huge. I'm not a huge fan of champagne, actually. Uh, if if I if I drink champagne, I like that pink stuff that they call uh, champagne because it's overly sweet. Uh, right, right. But uh, that isn't real champagne, by the way. Uh, because uh, oh, yeah, champagne has... definitely not something you want to drink in quantity. Yeah, because it'll give you a headache for sure. I've done that uh, one one uh, New Year. That was not really smart. Uh, so, talking about time and women and things like that, that fits a little together <laughs> with what happened today. Uh, because we think maybe Tilly forgot that we are recording a day before than we usually do. Yeah, right. Um, maybe she'll show up. We put some calls out, put some feelers out. Maybe she'll show up during the show, but we'll see, I guess. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, we, of course, uh, you know that Norway, we are best on everything. And um, when we are best on everything, we have the world's best cheese? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. uh, Yeah, at the 2016 Cheese Awards. Cheese Awards? Yeah, I didn't know there was a Cheese Awards either (laughs) until I read this article. I'm a little surprised that there is a Cheese Award. To be honest, uh, there's kind of an award for everything now, yeah. so I'm not super surprised. But uh, I haven't looked into it. But uh, uh, it looks like the 29th annual, so it's been going for 30 years. And cheese uh, awards. And this Norwegian cheesemaker was called Gunnar Wagen, and he was left speechless by winning the prize and i i see a picture of the cheese and it looks like blue cheese doesn't it more or less uh yeah it says in the article that it's a type of blue cheese uh, i i would eat the shit out of that cheese i love that kind of cheese oh yeah i like it on a lot of different things oh. good on salads good on hamburgers uh and good on everything uh, things yeah Mmm, cheese. It's a uh, blue cheese is definitely like an acquired taste. Some a lot of people don't like it, but this looks. This must be some really good blue cheese to beat out uh, all these other cheeses from around the world, because uh, I guess it top two Spanish cheeses uh, were the number two and number three. So interesting. But uh, I mean. <laughs> I think it's kind of it's kind of funny because because like uh, uh, where was the uh, World Cheese Awards uh, given out? Do you know? Was it in London? Uh, this year, yeah, uh, it was in Sebastian, Spain. Ah, okay. But like I said, it's been going for twenty nine years. I think it goes in different places. It says. Uh, it's selected by 266 judges from 26 countries. Wow! Uh, they this year judged 3,021 cheeses from 31 <laughs> different countries, <laughs> Holy and this shit. one won. <laughs> that is so. some cheeses. Yeah, that's that's so. Yeah, it's an impressive feat to uh, out of. I mean, from that many different countries all around the world and everything. That's pretty impressive. Ah, oh, Norway, Norway, and I guess this is a fairly small little cheese shop like it's not a huge company or anything so they're going to be in high demand pretty soon probably norway is the best thing ever especially (laughs) especially in chess let's talk about that soon but um we also uh drop to to pay for the north dakota access oh shit sorry about that uh fro forgot to turn off his phone as usually I always do this. I always forget. <laughs> yeah, well, that. at least the last couple. It seems like the last three weeks you've we've heard phone noise. Oh, but okay, but yeah, I, what I was pr- trying to say is that Norway, uh, top bank, we drop assets in the Dakota Access pa- Pipeline the other week. DNB announced Thursday that they sold its stakes in the companies that are involved with the construction of the controversial Dakota Access pa- Pipeline. So, I guess that's good. 
Yeah, I had, uh, we mentioned it kind of in passing last week uh, th- that they. I, oh, I guess we talked about that they were thinking about it, and this week, of course, they they did. They it says in this article that they dropped assets, but really, what it really means is they sold them off to other companies, right? So, or other banks, maybe. So there are still banks that have these assets. They just it's just not this bank, but I guess Greenpeace Norway. Gathered uh, 120,000 signatures uh, to pressure them into doing this, and uh, the the bank thought there was just too much negative publicity. I think we we thought maybe it had to do with more how long it's taking, but it turns out that they just didn't want to be involved in something that was looking so bad, especially since uh, it got really bad in the last couple days too. So they, they probably pulled out at a good time. Yeah, because an estimated of 400 po- po- uh, protesters um, uh, went into the pipeline and, and started protesting it. And uh, uh, demonstrators tried to start fires and attack. Which that's, yeah. that's in the news, but uh, from what I've been hearing... Those are just reports that the news is getting from the police that they were trying to start fires. That the fires were actually started by projectiles like uh, the the, uh, smoke canisters and CS gas. Those things set off like little fires when they go off, and they're in a grassland. So what what the protesters at least are saying is those things are what started the fires. Mm. Was the police shooting off their different uh, flashbang grenades and things like that? And that that was what started the fires, but um, the police are saying the opposite. So, uh, and the police are using this to justify spraying uh, water at at these uh, protesters. Very, uh, it it's you know uh, something like I think it said. 15 degrees Fahrenheit at night there, so it's really, really cold there right now. I mean, it's the middle of winter, mm-hmm. and they're spraying these protesters in the middle of the night with water, uh, giving a whole cold. lot of people hypothermia. Is, uh, like, a whole bunch of people got uh, hypothermia from this, and uh, they were spraying them directly with these hoses, so people... Uh, these were high-pressure water hoses. People were losing skin because of the high pressure of water and everything, so... Um, yeah. It's all in all bad situation, uh, and these police are basically protecting the oil interests. Is really what what's happening. So, um, it's it's pretty terrible. I wish uh, somebody would do something about it in our government. The only person talking about out about it right now, it seems like, is uh, Bernie Sanders. Is he actually went there? Uh, I think it was last week. So, yeah. Isn't he from North Dakota? Uh, no, he's not. Something with North Dakota and and him sounds kind of uh, right in uh, my brain. No, no, not even close. Okay, nope. Yep, that's true. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that you had a intelligence director that uh, had a funny name. I think James Clapper is kind of funny. Funny because I when I th- think of clapping, I think of like. That kind of clapping. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this guy. You don't remember this guy's name. We talked about him oh. really quickly at one point. Uh, 
Remember when we were doing <laughs> you, the debate? You, you are really asking me that I don't, don't remember his name? <laughs> I don't right. remember the names of anybody. <laughs> that was kind of a rhetorical question. Um, okay. <laughs> this guy, if you remember the last debate when Hillary was talking about uh, the 13 agencies that knew that Russia had hacked us. Remember those? Mm -hmm. And we were like, and I had pointed out that all these agencies were run by one guy. Yeah. This is that guy. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, he is resigning uh, at, in January, right before uh, Trump takes power. Hmm. Uh, Maybe which I don't uh... blame him because a lot of people are calling for this guy to be uh, sentenced to some type of perjury for lying under oath. Oh. I was, I was like, I was hoping that sentence was going to be, and uh, talking. People have been talked that he was going to start the purge. I was like, yes, yes. Oh no, I don't know where you would get that, but uh, perjury and purge sounds alike. Oh, I see, I get it. No, he, uh, he was a person that in 2013, in a congressional hearing, he said. Well, uh, he was asked by Ron Wyden, who's actually in Oregon, from Oregon. Uh, does the NSA collect any type of data on the, uh, at all on millions or hundreds of millions of, Amer of Americans? Uh, remember, he's the... Uh, this guy is the director of intelligence. So he runs all the intelligence agencies, NSA, CIA, all those things. Mm. And he said, no... No, sir. Uh, and the senator said it does not. And he said, not wittingly. There are cases where they could inadvert inadvertently perhaps collect, but not wittingly. And this was a, a year before the Snowden leaks happened about the NSA. And it showed that everything he said was a lie. And this was in a congressional hearing. In 2013, so there's a lot of people calling for this guy to uh, be sentenced to some type of perjury, uh, which, of course, Obama's not going to do, but Trump may if he wanted to, or if, you know what I mean, because he's uh, on that side of things. Uh, but who knows, I guess. Awesome. Uh, but that would be a reason for him to get out while he can, I guess. Also in the news, uh, you're uh, uh, soon to become Vice President went to Hamilton and uh, watched it. I have no clue. Like the the thing that baffles me most about this story is that he actually went to Hamilton. Like, why would an old wrinkly racist go to Hamilton and watch that? Like, uh, it's more of like a status symbol because it's like the most popular play in America. Uh -huh. like, almost impossible to get tickets so it's more of like a status thing than anything else but I'm sure he was just there probably got free tickets they offered it to him he probably went I bet that's what happened and he was attacked of course attacked visually on stage I I, I know I, nothing about this I've seen him seen stuff about oh. this but I really it really don't care and to me it's like uh, again this is just mainstream news uh, putting out a story that means nothing when there are so much more important things to be talking about you know what I mean I guess you but go ahead I don't disagree with you at all but I think it's I think it's kind of telling 
when when Trump goes to Twitter and like leave leave my, Mike Pence alone. You remember that Britney Spears thing that was going on? Leave Britney Spears alone. And it felt a little like that. It was like oh, he went to the to the theater. It's it's not nice to talk to him when he's in the theater. Is is Trump going to like? The tweet every time like speak people speak against him or his vice president, then he's not going to be like doing anything else but twittering. <laughs> that's what I. Well, I mean, that's what he does. That's what he's been doing this whole time. True. So, uh, yeah. One of the bigger things is he went and met up uh, just yesterday. Yeah, yesterday uh, he met up with the. Uh, all the big uh, executives uh, to all the major news corpor- corporations and some of the talking heads, including people like Wolf Blitzer, some of the more uh, up-in-the-ranks talking heads uh, from the major news network networks like CNN, MSNBC, those kind of things. Uh, and he, uh, he did a little chat with them and kind of told them off, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he said... In the meeting, it was reported that he said that CNN is just a bunch, a bunch of liars, things like this. Uh, oh. I thought was interesting. So he's, you know, he's doing his thing. Uh, I can't wait. That he said, kind of said he was going to do, but yeah. I think it's funny that at all that the president uh, has a meeting when he <laughs> gets elected with all the executives of all the major news networks. Like, I can't. Isn't wait. that concerning to anybody yep. at all? <laughs> okay. I can't wait for the next four years. Oh. So, uh, oh, look, something really, really sad happened last night. Um, okay. I, I, uh, I, I feel awful uh, talking about this because we, we had, uh, we had five matches of chess that went to a draw, and yesterday. After sitting against uh, Karyakin uh, with two uh, two parties uh, or two two chess matches uh, with Black, he was go- finally our chess master from Norway. Magnus Carlsen was going to play White yesterday, and when you play White, you have always a, a kind of a, um, a plus. Because uh, you can, you are the first that draw your pawns or, or whatever you want to move. So right, yes, you go first. Yeah, you you go first, and um, he has never lost any like par- matches in the way that he lost yesterday. Because when he lost it, he, he lost it in such a stupid way and I'm calling this that even me with my chess knowledge saw what he did wrong right (laughs) I mean I'm I'm not good at chess people (laughs) like even me could see that he done something fucked up yesterday and he lost with with like it wasn't only that he lost, but it was just the way he lost was was just baff- I I was so baffled. 
So that means uh, that there was uh, going to be a press conference yesterday, and uh, <clears throat> Magnus Carlsen has signed some uh, contracts that says that uh, if he, in the worst way, uh, like uh, he signed a contract, uh, he can be withdrawn one point if he doesn't like show up for the new uh, press conferences. That was the first news that we heard yesterday. So we were thinking, oh my gosh, he has now lost his title, his world title, because he didn't show off, up for a press conference. And then, then there come some, uh, some. Uh, after that, we we heard that uh, that was just if it continued, like if he he continually didn't like show up for the press conferences. If it was a, recur a recurring thing, they could withdraw uh, one point, so he wouldn't lose a point just if for they one time. To. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he uh, there's three and a half million uh, dollars in uh, the uh, in the world like pot of the championship that is going to be uh, like given out to the winner and the second place uh, in, in Sudway. And he was deducted 10% of that sum in a fine. So he was deducted, not showing up for a press conference cost him $350,000 yesterday. Well, only if he wins, right? Or, um, or from his, uh, his. I'm assuming he wins something even if he gets second, right? Right. right. So he still gets it deducted from that even if he doesn't win. Right. How many more? How many more games do they have to go? <sighs> Four. So okay. So. So, it's only he's only one up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but. but he still come back. He it lost. Sounds like he just had a brain fart. Lost with black, uh, you know, uh, with white. Sorry, is 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 is. Uh, oh, I'm not positive. I'm not positive. I don't think we will say on episode sixty that we still have a chess um, master from Norway. To be honest, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, I really don't it, think. Like so. I said, it, he could still come back. It sounds like if they're if, if it's best out of ten. And he's only one up, and they have four more games. It could still turn it turn around, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm. So, do you like to sleep? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, do you like to wake up? I uh, sometimes I enjoy the time <laughs> in between, right after you wake up and before you get out of bed, and you just lie there for a minute. Oh. I like that time. That's my favorite time. Uh, mine too. Tron is going to tell the truth about time to wake up. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I'm now sitting in my office. A little small office with things everywhere. In front of me I have a big desk with all kinds of statue on top. Robots, dogs, statue from Japan. Over it says a big flag, American flag, with Jim Morrison in it. I have a bit of a statue. And on the side, I have books, books, DVDs, books and notes, books and forgotten project, lost project, new project, thoughts and everything. 
books and things everywhere. I will sit in this office when I read these things and make other podcasts or when I write some kind of political stuff to Norwegian newspapers. I sit here and read 8 to 10 newspapers every day. Some people think I'm crazy. Tron, how can you watch so much news? Is there so much misery in the world you'd like to take on upon you? Why don't you do something else? Yes, for people who are political junkies and dreamers and think they can change the world, you have to see a lot of shit. But that's part of being engaged in things. This year, I was engaged, again, by a man called Bernie Sanders. It was a nice time. It was beautiful. The man led, she led us to a new political revolution, but he lost. So the revolution was delayed, and we have to choose between the two evils, from Mr. Hillary Clinton and Mr. Donald Trump. It was not nice, it was not good, but when you read Norwegian and European history, you know sometimes you have to choose between two things, even when the one option is not very good. It's very right to be engaged and active and say, you know, I can't choose the third or fourth way sometimes, but sometimes that wasn't possible. So, the nightmare come that I never had expected. I really don't expect much from the United States anymore since you elected Bush. And you have when you had Dan Quayle as vice president under his father, Bush the third, first, I mean. But you did. You sunk even low. And I don't know, but when people say, like, yeah, he's going to restore respect for America, respect for what? Respect for thoughts and people we had 40 to 30 years ago? Well, I can sit here and complain all day, and I can be angry at all people who voted the third parties or didn't vote at all. But I will not. I'm going to tell you why. Because now you have an unique chance to see what we have dealt with for so many years. And but you have the chance to do something about it before it goes too far. Yes, there are a lot of things you can do and a lot of things you should do. Engage political, political in every political part there is. Organization, Red Cross, Human Rights, Black Lives Matters, anything. Just do something. Because dreams can be shattered sometimes. It can be destroyed. And even though you think you have the most rightful cause there is, you will get backlash. Because the world doesn't think like a lot of us from the left and liberals often do. They don't. We have to convince them. And that's hard work. And sometimes they're going to slap you in the face, even when you thought that you have the rightest thought there ever existed. That's just a part of life. You didn't change the world in one day. Or... As for Europeans say, you didn't build Rome in one day either. This is going to be hard and it's going to be tough. You have not a Senate against you, a Congress against you, and maybe the Supreme Court can be against you too. Well, wow, you have quite a challenge. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not there. But you have a chance. Absolutely one chance. Let me say some good news. Canada, for example, they elected somebody we want. A liberal progressive candidate. The liberals are increasing also now in Britain. I saw what's really happening. 
and people have been to ask questions also here in Norway. Pigs are not dark all over the globe, but if you don't want to get it darker, you have to engage, not only with your fellow countrymen, but people abroad. Well, contact me, for example. Let's start on a line of global liberals who want to change and make the world a better place. Because believe me, there are thoughts who can be fought for. And I hope you will join me to do so. I'm still here sitting in my little office. And after one week of news banning that I didn't watch the newspapers or I didn't wasn't watching news because I was depressed of the Trump, I'm back in business. And I hope you also, after the worst hangover in modern history, also will be back to do the fight. Because I'm ready and I really hope you all are too. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. So, if you want to join us on Facebook, please do. Uh, our name there is another digital citizen. We are a secret group, so you can talk shit uh, without your friends knowing it. <laughs> More or less. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that to another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Have we gotten some emails this week, Luke? Nope, no emails again. No, what a fucking surprise. (laughs) I don't even know why we have an email address. Nobody likes to email anymore. It's like ancient technology at this point. Yeah. If you want, send us a DM or something like that. Uh, maybe we will one time make make Twitter. Maybe we will one time make a, a Instagram account. Maybe we will someday. We're never gonna make an Instagram account. That's never happening. But <laughs> if we make a Twitter account, somebody else is gonna have to manage it because I'm not doing that. Me neither. <sighs> okay. So if anybody out there wants to manage a Twitter account for us, get a hold. Of it. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, have you watched anything on TV this week? Uh, not that much, actually. I've been really busy. I was driving around a lot, doing a lot of work. So, uh, But I started Always Sunny in Philadelphia on Netflix, Ooh. which I had never seen. Uh, it's pretty good. It kind of, in a strange way, the first season at least, reminds me a little bit of like American Trailer Park Boys. It has a very Trailer Park Boys feeling to it. In a way, I'm uh, uh, I'm not really sure how, other than that, how to describe it. But you know, it's it's interesting. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it already. I've never, never t- taken the time to watch it. So uh, I just got to the part. I think I'm like two episodes into when Danny DeVito shows up. So oh, that is not too best. far into it yet. Uh, you know, I'll tell you more about it when I get a little farther into it. I don't want to judge it too soon, but uh, I, I think you told me that I needed to get past the first season and get yeah. into it, and then it starts to get better. But the first season I actually really enjoyed, so wow. I kind of like the in, the indie feeling of it, maybe. So hopefully the, later on it doesn't change and may, may turn me off from enjoying it. But It doesn't change super much, but, but, but it becomes funny. Oh. Okay, I thought the I thought the first season was funny in like kind of more of like a uh, dry humor kind of way, but yeah. Uh, and then I watched. Uh, I was at somebody else's house, and the TV was just on. I turned on Nick at Night, and Bewitched was on. So I watched a couple episodes of Bewitched, which I haven't seen in 
forever. I don't think I, I maybe have seen a couple episodes in my life, but it's a terrible show. It's that really is bad. such a horrible show. <laughs> it's it, there's nothing good about. It was not funny at all. But I think no. I watched two, three episodes, uh, which was interesting. So I think I've seen maybe five or six episodes of that, and I, yeah. it amazed me how bad it is. It's kind of uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never like I said I'd never seen that much of it but uh yeah not that great of a show and I and I'm usually enjoy shows from that time period so When was that go. popular? Uh let's see 80s? No, way before that. I want to say 60s. Maybe. But it might have been late might have been late 50s when it started uh first uh, 1964. All right. Wow. So yeah, I was pretty dead on. Yeah. 64 to 72. So it was on for eight years. But... Wow! Eight years of that shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, other thing you watched? Uh, that's about it this week. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Have you heard of uh, this? No. It's... Uh... Amer- is it American? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you will love it, of course, because it uh, is a, more or less a musical. Uh, so I super enjoyed it. I find it super funny. It's okay. it's one of the most funny shows in I've seen in a while. But you will fucking hate it. It's it's music every single episode. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind music a little bit as long as it's like has a point to the story it has um, a point to the story if you're just singing if you're singing the story that's when I have a problem with it oh yeah okay then you will hate this uh, but uh, yeah. yeah it's a funny version of Glee alright and uh, I also started uh, watching uh, Death Note from the beginning again uh, I, I have watched it once once uh, before and uh, it f- fast became my favorite anime uh, just one reason is because I haven't watched that many animes to be, be perfectly honest uh, with you. it's pretty popular all around the world like even in America it's very right. it's one of the top uh, I mean it, there was only what two seasons and then a movie so it's not really like uh, that extensive but it's one of the ones that people point out. I remember being in the movie theater when the movie came out, and uh, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah. We only got it in digital. We didn't actually get like a print of it. It came streamed digitally into the theater. Wow! But uh, a lot of people came to see it. I remember uh, people being pretty surprised at the turnout. So, yeah, I actually liked the first movie. The first movie is okay, but uh, the second one is so so. But uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I find it it's an uh, interesting a- a- anime, and uh, I I I kind of enjoy it. So, uh, well. but uh, yeah, that's mainly what I watched this week. Um, but you have maybe watched something incredibly bad, haven't you? I did. I watched uh, Kendra on Top. Best uh, show season ever. Three episode one. Uh, this was Tilly's pick, even though Tilly's not here. But mm-hmm. this was uh, 
interesting episode. I had seen maybe the first season. I had seen an episode or two here and there at some point. Um, And this episode was much different because this was the first episode in the season of the season after her husband uh, got caught in a brothel in Las Vegas having sex with a transgender person. (laughs) So this this was actually kind of an interesting episode in a way because they had obviously already shot uh, this episode. They had shot this episode one, and then after they had already edited the whole uh, episode together, the incident happened, and so they had to go back and change the whole episode because the episode originally was obviously supposed to be about uh, Kendra having her uh, second kid, and it's this whole happy hospital scene where, like, they have the baby. Like, I'm sure the end of the last season, I didn't see the end of the last season, but I'm sure the end of the last season was her going to the hospital type cliffhanger. And then the first episode was probably supposed to be them in the hospital. She has the kid. They're all happy. They're kissing. Oh, we love each other. Our, our life is going to be so great together. And that's what they all that stuff still in the episode. But they had to cut in in between this her in the future being all super upset about uh, him ruining their lives. And he ends up taking off with the kid, the other kid, the older kid. Um and uh, she's trying to get a hold of him, but she w- he won't come back because he doesn't want to get caught by the paparazzi. <laughs> and there's, like, drones flying in her backyard, and she's terrified of these drones. And they repeat the same scene maybe, like, three times in the episode mm-hmm. with these drones. Uh, and overall, um, it was kind of... I don't know if it was a great pick. Like, I think maybe if she would have picked a different episode from this show, it would have got a worse score. Because this <laughs> really? this episode was actually kind of interesting ah. because of just the way it obviously was supposed to be one show. But because this incident happened, they had to cut all this <laughs> stuff together to make it, like, right. totally different show. And it yeah. was very... Uh, and the whole incident itself, I remember when it ha- I totally had forgot this happened. Oh yeah, uh, and then I, when I watched I, the show, I, I, it reminded I me. To you mention it now, I right. forgot it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the first episode of the season right after that happened. So Jeez. it's kind of interesting in a way, but it's still a really really bad show. Uh, wow. But it was like the original show was supposed to be mixed with all this footage of uh, Kendra with her friend and. A lot of crying. Right. Uh, so overall, I'd prob- I'm going to give this a 6. 6.0. Ooh, that's low. Is that the that's lowest a- you're given? Mm, no, I gave Lost a 4 or 5. Right. So, yeah. That means that you have to take your uh, calculator out and find out who's winning. I know who's winning already, but that's okay. So, uh, what does this mean? Uh, I know that Tilly already won, but by how much and things like that. Right, so overall, uh, the average, you got a 6.75, and Yay. Tilly got a seven seven point seven five for her average. Uh, so, she won by one. She won one by one. Yep. I shouldn't give you the lost. I lost on lost. 
Yeah, that one, I mean, she got a six, uh, so that two-point difference uh, was the deal-breaker. But she also got an 8.75. She got the highest score, and you got the lowest score. So, yeah, there you go. Lost was, uh, it was too, there was too much quality in it to, for it to be bad. So that that's really what lost you, lost it for you, Fro. Sorry. <laughs> lost on Lost. <laughs> yep. I know the title of the show. Uh, <laughs> Than lost. Uh, so, we are talking about something you really have looked deeply into, I hope, because, oh my god, I'm confused. <laughs> we are talking uh, I about... wouldn't say I'd looked super deeply into it, but I looked as deep as I could into it, because there's only so far you could get, I guess. Because we're talking about time cube theory. Yeah. I'm so excited talking about this because I didn't sh understand shit of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you must be uh, educated stupid. That's probably yes. the problem. Yes, I am educated stupid. Yep. Yep. And he doesn't mean that as a derogatory at all. That's actually what I am, according to this thing. So, well, uh, what is time cube theory? Look. Well, it's a, it was invented by a guy named Otis uh, Eugene Ray, uh, who I guess this guy was a electrician. Uh, and in nineteen ninety seven, he wrote out this website uh, of this hypothesis called Time Cube, which uh, he says that there are four simultaneous days happening in the course of twenty four hours. And uh, that's the basis of it, I guess. Right. And uh, this uh, website uh, actually exists, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of. If you go to, uh, it... yeah, right. Go ahead. If you go to timecube dot two <laughs> the uh, number two np dot com. That's timecube dot two enp.com uh, it was actually uh, created uh, as timecube.com but but that uh, I guess that's uh, gone I think away. this guy stopped paying for for it or whatever or maybe he passed away I, I'm not 100% sure because I have not found anything on whether he is still alive or not um, so I'm, I'm, I just want to read what it says here in the beginning. Okay? Oh, it says right here, it says the domain name expired August 2015. Ah. So not really that long ago, but the website was archived uh, January of 2016. So. so, in 1884, Meridian Time personally met, um, meet in Washington to change Earth time. First word said was that only one day could be used on earth to not change the one day bible. So they applied one day and ignore the other three days. I'm already confused. The bible time was wrong then and it proved wrong today. This is a major lie has no 
so much evil feed from its wrong, no man on earth has uh, has n <laughs> no man on earth has no belly button. <laughs> it proves every <laughs> believer on earth a liar. I think the no belly button thing. I think that wow. is a. Re I think that's a reference to Adam and Eve. Yeah, I believe. Uh, but this guy is not pro Christianity or pro God in any way. Because if you go through this stuff, he talks a lot about how um, the one day God was wrong. He talks about uh, how people who follow. Uh, re religions are uh, a, it's a church full of liars what, here let I me mean, read the, this I'm, I mean the next sentence Past, is let so me read this pastor yeah. told his flock that God created all of them truth was that they all had mamas made belly buttons church was full of liars <laughs> earth has four days in the same 24 hours one day God was wrong Einstein was a oneist brain Try my belly button logic. No God knows about four days. It is evil to ignore four days. Does your teacher know? But do you know what this reminds me? It's like a little like caveman talk. Like, me Tarzan, you Jane. It's, it's sound, I mean, it's like somebody took some kind of drugs and just started typing and just whatever came into their brain, they were like, Putting it down. I think a lot of people think this guy may be schizophrenic, mm -hmm. but uh, there are other theories that maybe this is all a elaborate, um, an elaborate idea to make people think uh, outside the box. You know what I mean? My favorite sentence of all is, children will be blessed for killing of educated adults. I think that's that, that kind of <laughs> sunrise what we are talking about I mean what <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about children will be blessed for killing of educated <laughs> adults oh it's so it's... yeah there's a lot of like randomness in here uh, <laughs> but if you really look into like there, look at go to if you go to the rational wiki, yeah. uh, the time time cube. There's some and you go into serious interpretations, uh, and it talks. I guess we should talk about the four uh, four days of Earth first. Yes. Do you understand this concept at all? No. Nope. Okay, so if you were to think of uh, the way the Earth rotates, there's uh, sun up, sun down. Right. So there's always uh, half the Earth uh, has light, half the Earth has dark. So he thinks right. that the points where the light meets the dark, those are both sides. And then if you were to make another four, uh, you know, east-west out of the, that north-south, there's four corners. He thinks that each of those four corners are separate days. And that when it ro while it's rotating in a 24-hour scope, uh, those four days are happening uh, simultaneously, but in different places on Earth, if that makes sense in any way whatsoever. No. Uh, let's let me try to find something here. Um, 
I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say this. Like this, the all, all looking into this made me think I was freaking stupid. Because the more I read, the less I understood about it. Oh yeah, definitely. And most of it's just gibberish. But it, uh, some of it actually does make some sense. Actually, this four days in twenty-four hours, if you break it down, actually does make sense in a way. Uh, so let's say uh, north, south, east, west. Uh, the four these four points I'm talking about. Right. Uh, this would create. It says right here, this would create four points that circle through 360 degrees throughout the course of the day. As each of these po points individually sweeps through 24 hours, they can be combined into 48 hours since the north and south poles don't actually sweep through anything. Right. So this is metaphorically true, mm -hmm. but it is also true uh, of many other things. For instance, taking these points as time zones, there are 24 time zones making a 576-hour day. Uh, Ray's choice of sunup, sundown, midnight, midday for the points Maybe because these are non-arbitrary and physically defined in a more absolute sense. Uh, so one point you, on oh, Earth... Here, Earth. I'm getting... Yeah. This is the most important part. Okay. You, can, you can get in a supersonic jet, jet, enabling you to permanently stay on the position of sunrise or sunset as it travels around the globe, and the 96-hour day mm -hmm. would then be a result. Would then be the result. Yeah. So, so one point discovers uh, or has l uh, light, dark, light, dark. That's kind of his uh, point. What? Yeah, but also, I think. So if you were to if you were to get in a jet and you were to stay on the line of where sunup and sundown was, and just fall stay in that jet and f stay with that line exactly at that line, it would take you ninety six hours to go around the to go around. If right. That makes sense. Right. Around the Earth. Ninety six is divided by four is twenty four. Right. So the, that's where he gets the twenty, the four days and twenty-four hours. Because if you were in those different places, so what I think he's talking about is the way we're taught, or the way people are taught, uh, is that you live in this place and that there are twenty-four hours a day because that's where you live. And he's thinking of it in a way where uh, he's thinking of a whole globe and thinking of the sense that uh, there's twenty-four hours where I am. But there's also 24 hours in Norway in where Norway, you are. Yeah. Mm. And he's thinking of those two things as two different days, yes. if that makes sense. And I, I, I can uh, understand that, because when we, we have the pay-per-view chat, we, for example, has, have Grass Dragon with us, and he's in Australia, and he's one day be, before us. Like, he's right. one, one day... In front of us, and we, we 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 make jokes that he can send us the lottery results and things like that, because it's in the future, so he would know the lottery results. So, but he doesn't he doesn't see it that you're thinking of it too linearly, like right. uh, the hour. He doesn't. He's totally against the uh, the concept of there being um, time zones at all. Right. So. The idea here is that uh, those days would operate on they would it would be the exact same time in every time zone, 
but maybe the uh, or not time zone in in the different four points I guess that he's talking about it would be the same time but it would look different so one o'clock in the morning would look like it would uh, be daylight wherever uh, in certain places and then it would be daylight in other places so he's it's in a way he's uh, kind of trying to he talks about it in the sense when he talk about cubism that there is like a cube around the earth and that those whatever is you can see through that cube that is the point of the earth that's having that kind part of the day. I don't know how to describe it. It's the most confusing messed up thing but actually makes sense. <laughs> right. But uh, I find him also kind of anti-gay. I think that's kind of funny because, like, uh, w- on his page or on his, uh, uh, he he talks a lot about singularity, and and w- we we talked about the singularity before. Yeah, I'm not really sure if he's talking about it in the same way we were. I I totally because... agree. I <laughs> I was just going right. to say that because his his singularity is completely something else. Uh, because he, he thinks uh, more or less that singularity has to do with one mind, one. Uh, what could I say? One. Uh, one one single entity, more or less. Uh, right, but he's against that. At yes. least that's what it looks like. He calls it one oneism, oneness, oneism, yeah, something like that. Where the uh, let's see, let's. I'm just gonna go pick a random part and see if I can find one that has oneism in it. I'll go through here. Uh, here we go. Fraudulent oneness of religious academia has. Uh, I'm not going to say that word. Your opposite rational brain to half brain slaves. You ignore the three of four days. Force four days on Earth. They already exist. Four horsemen have four days in only one Earth rotation. And then it says oneness of God is still death. Uh, yeah, it's really confusing. Uh but a lot of this stuff he talks about, it sounds like there are certain parts. He says a lot of things that, like, he says them in a way where it doesn't make any sense. As far he, like, goes back on his own self. He's talking about God and how uh, there's more than one God and that uh, you worship satanic imposter as one God. Uh, but at the same time, he talks all about God, but he also says that people who believe in one God are are stupid and they don't know. Uh, this whole idea of the educated stupid is kind of interesting to me in a way. So, yeah, he believes that he's against uh, science and academia in general as far as like uh, the way people are educated, uh, not only by the schools, but by their parents. That's... Because he believes that uh, they educate you to make you ignore the four days on Earth. but uh, And they do that to specifically separate people from each other. That's right. what it seems like to me. He, he, when I'm, I say uh, also uh, that he's kind of anti-gay, I want to read something. 
My wisdom debunks one sex god. <laughs> the male god, singularity, and same-sex trinity uh, equates denouncing motherhood and supporting a state of queers. <clears throat> with a price of HIV devastating life on earth. So... That isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he talks a lot. He says the Q word a whole bunch in this. Uh, uh, most of the time, it actually has nothing to do with homosexuality right. at all when he says it. it. It's like talking about it in like something that's uh, not right. You know, something that's uh, that using it in that sense, uh, not in, in some type of insensitive way right but there are times where he does talk about it in an insensitive way so uh, but like we said this guy's totally out there most of this stuff makes no sense whatsoever uh and and it's all just j gibberish uh how many page how many uh words do you think this is over the two pages i have no idea um, i haven't counted or anything but it's got to be it has uh, to be really 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 much yeah, yeah, uh, it's got to be in the twenty thousand words at least, at least, something like that. Yeah, but it, it's uh, it's uh, and and I think also like <laughs> one of the uh, the thing that I I, I find it, it it's interesting. I think he liked the movie Matrix. Um. The ending of this page, he used a lot of time, a little time, talking about the Matrix, uh, at least. And uh, he he uh, there, it it ends with this: real world has been destroyed. So I guess we we, uh, and he he also says that he offers we can be rich if we understood what the fuck he is actually talking about but he offered ten thousand dollars to uh, us evil bastards to uh, disprove his time cube Isn't it's that... actually it, he says uh ten thousand dollars to anybody in like an academic who uh, like somebody who's in uh, a college or something it's a thousand dollars to any normal person ah. who can disprove it so it's only uh, yeah. $1,000 for the two of us, <laughs> but it's $10,000 for other people that are in college. Oh, that's nice, I guess. So it, he Right, and this guy claims to be the, the uh, yeah. smartest man alive, or the wisest human on Earth, is what he calls himself. He can't have that much confidence in his own theory if he is only saying that, nah, nah, $1,000. I think that's well, I think enough. the idea is that uh, <laughs> he wants it to be proved by somebody in academia because that would actually matter. So ten thousand dollars to them, and a thousand dollars to somebody else. Because if I was to prove it, uh, all that's going to happen is everybody's going to call me crazy. Whereas if Stephen Hawking came out and said this was true, you know what I mean? It's going to have a lot more weight to it. So right. I understand what he's saying. Right. But yeah. So what is onanism? What? Oh, one-ism. That's one what we were just talking oh, about, yeah. bro. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But Here's is... an interesting thing. He yep. just writes randomly in, in, in page two. Truth about Santa Claus debunks Santa God. God evolves from Santa. 
I love this I man. No, I. It just randomly in there, like yep. after all gigantic paragraph of stuff about uh, adults being evil and uh, yeah he actually kind of goes a little bit um, uh, uh, what, what is it foo is the uh, foo what yeah, am I thinking of? Uh, he goes a little defooey because he's like adults are evil uh, to children God is a word is word masturbation I uh, kind of God is word masturbation is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. A fart has more substance than a human emitted word. <laughs> wow. And, uh, schools are evil institutions staffed by religious cowards who fear <laughs> time cube debate. Time cube proves God is evil. Time cube debunks evil Bible. Burn Bible to save humanity. That's what it says here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what is the educated stupid? Okay, I'll go right in. You're an you're a time cube traveler, but you are educated stupid. Your character is cornered, four cornered head, one cornered face, four cornered life metamorphosis. Family is a four corner rotation. <laughs> Mother, father, son, daughter. Life rotation debunks the Trinity. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Duh. Didn't you know that? Academia Academia is Big Brother's <sighs> Ministry of ob- Obscuration, as in deliberately withholding knowledge from the masses of human blockheads, uh, human blockhead androids. Academia denial of student right to debate time cubes. It, time cube exposes an evil conspiracy. So he believes that uh, everybody who has been educated by uh, any kind of academic like uh, institution. Uh, specifically, he went to MIT. This guy did a whole lecture series in at MIT about Time Cube. Believe it or not. Uh, I don't. Uh, well, look it up. It's true. Uh, let me look. I'll find it oh, real quick. Oh, I, 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 I believe you that you say it's true, but but I wouldn't believe it, him. Right. Uh, in January 2002, Ray spoke about TimeCube at Massachusetts Institute of Technology as part of a student-organized extracurricular event during independent activities period. Uh, he criticized uh, criticized the staff. Basically, what he believes is that against TimeCube, that by the academics that everything else you think from there is wrong and you're an idiot and that you're educated stupid because you've been educated just in the wrong to be an idiot is what he thinks it reminds me of this weird owl song uh when weird owl sang everything you know it's wrong up and is down and left is wrong or something like that it reminds me of that song it's so weird. But if you want to email the author, uh, and of course, uh, you want to do that. I don't think I don't think that's even true anymore. Remember, this website hasn't <laughs> been a thing since since 2005. So. Uh, but I, I love, or 2015. I, I love it at earthlink.net. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so 90s. Earthlink. That's, that's definitely not a thing anymore. <laughs> so freaking the 90s. It's so funny. I think it's 
you go go to this uh, web archive of it. There's some interesting stuff. Like, uh, let me read another one. Why is people call me a genius? Stupid and evil evil people call me crazy. My character is really determined by the mentality of the viewer. I would be more inclined to think that a jackass would kick me than to understand the wisdom of Time Cube. Same with the educated. And then it says underneath that warning, education corrupts your rationale to know. Students suspended for viewing Time Cube test free speech rights uh, to debate Time Cube. This site may be hazardous to your stupidity. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. I read an interesting thing uh, online, uh, people saying that uh, if you get in like an argument with somebody who is just completely irrational, right. and you know the argument's going nowhere, just go to this Time Cube page, <laughs> and whenever they ask you a question, just copy and paste just something random and see yeah. if like it works. Find something that kind of works and go with it, and it, see how far they'll continue the argument after you read some of the stuff from this website, but... But uh, last but not least, what is the global conspiracy of science? Right, that's... uh, I guess he believes that um, the academics and religion work together to keep this... the idea of a one-day... a 24-hour, one-day period, that whole idea... They keep it that way because if if uh, if people found out that there were four days in twenty four hours, then it would disprove the Bible. Is what yeah. he believes. Uh, and so I'm there's not sure if massive it would disprove the Bible, but that's another thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I said I, I I'm not sure if that would disprove the Bible, but that's another thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure how he makes that connection, but he uh. believes that if people knew... I think the idea is that um, if people knew that they weren't separate from each other, that the Bible would have less power, I think is right. what he really believes. Right. Because the whole idea is that the idea of a 24 hour, 24 hours in a day separates people because it puts people in these... Uh, I guess we call them time zones, where each... each you're separated out and your times are all different. And he thinks that that separates people and keeps them from connecting with each other. And that's the conspiracy to keep people separated and keep them apart. Does using it, using <laughs> education and using the Bible. Uh, well, it's ten uh, education at, and the Bible kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but it's 10 at night here soon. What's the time there? Uh, 12... Uh, oh, it's almost one o'clock in, yeah. in the a, a or p.m. I mean, in the evening. So, yeah. I guess time difference isn't that important for us. <laughs> it's not keeping us apart. Uh, yeah, but remember, this was ninety-seven, so I think this is a whole <laughs> different time when he was writing True. this. But, True. Um, yeah, he, I mean, you would love to. You internet. look at. <laughs> You just look at how much problem we had with uh, Daylight Savings Time, and maybe he's right there. Uh-huh. That was a funny episode. But, uh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of... Uh, I always ask you this. How, how up on the crazy scale does this rate? I've got... I think this might be surpassing some... 
other things. I think uh, this is the most crazy thing we talked about. I think so too. Yeah. I think this is this is way up there. Uh, re- here's one: religious education is my is a mindless declaration of ignorance, still mm. maintained from its ancient origins by dumb and evil humans. <laughs> I think we'll just end with that. But yeah, this is totally nuts. Everybody go check it out. <laughs> oh my god. I love this dude. I want to marry him. <laughs> uh, there's interviews on YouTube. I don't know if you checked any of them out. He's got a few interviews on there uh, where it makes just as much sense when he tries to explain it in person uh, <laughs> as, as when you're reading it. So, uh, Yeah. There's a documentary, apparently a short documentary somewhere out there that won some awards, and I have not been able to get a hold of it. So if anybody out there can get a hold of uh, this documentary, it's called Above God, and it won Best Documentary at the Indie Memphis Film Festival and the Atlanta Underground Film Festival. I'd like to get a hold of that short documentary if I could find it, but I haven't been able to find it. What year did they win? Uh, 2005. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's older, but yeah. It's important for people that know where to look. Right, that's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I've just seen one movie and I can't talk about it because we are talking about it really soon. But have you seen another movie than the movie that we are going to talk about really soon? Uh, yeah, I saw The Accountant this week. With ah. Ben Affleck. I like yeah, that. Uh, it was decent. It's nothing to write home about. Uh, it's just a standard action movie, but it had an interesting plot. Uh, some of it's a little bit messed up. The storyline was, but overall, it was fun. I I I just had a good time with it. So yeah, Ben Affleck is cool. Yeah, the whole thing overall was kind of fun. Uh, some of the backstory was a little like, okay, that's a super convenient, but whatever. All right, right. this whole stuff with his dad is, yeah, and that whole thing was like, uh, this is a little weird, but I'll just go with it. And as long as you just go with it and decide to have fun, it's a fun movie. So, seen on other movies this week? No, that's it. Uh, like, uh, been super busy. Like, uh, I went to wrestling. I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend so yeah we we watched a lot of wrestling this week uh uh tell can you please tell us the results of the wrestling thing oh tell isn't there uh, i forgot so no we'll do wrestling i guess next week uh the results from this week which yeah. won't be really timely but whatever we'll, we'll do who, it anyways who, who cares we're talking about next pay-per-view already next week i can't i believe. have a feeling that Tilly won anyways because I did really bad and I know that we picked a lot of the same ones and I know that Tilly picked a lot of the opposite stuff of what we picked. Right. And I know that I did really bad and I picked a lot of the same ones that you did so I'm assuming Tilly won but we don't have the results. So. Ooh, maybe she won. Don't you think? Don't you think so? I have no clue. I have no oh. clue. Uh, because I don't remember what we picked oh. more or less. Alright, uh, let's move on then to our trailer audio yeah to the movie i saw uh an hour before we started podcasting fantastic beast and where to find them pg 13 bring you kids some fantasy it says some fantasy is it supposed to be some fantasy and action violence 
She's got a bunch of coins on her head. <laughs> I have heard about coming out the closet, coming out of the <laughs> suitcase is another thing. <laughs> oh, they got one of those time cube clocks. <laughs> it looks like those are handy. Yeah. What? They're not a wizard. Sorry, we call them muggles. Okay, what the hell is that? A unicorn kind of thing. In dinosaurs and. So this is an X-Men then. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of understand why you say that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> X-Men with sticks. That's what I like to call this. <laughs> oh, are you sure it's not next November? We got a plan, right guys? They need our help. Aww. The CGI does look really, really good. Yeah. I saw this in 3D as well. I won't let another one die. I refuse to bow down anymore. <laughs> He's got the stick to her neck. Uh. But it doesn't really look like a Harry Potter book, uh, film, mm -hmm. at all. It's got the uh, music, bro. I had the music, but other than that, I wouldn't call it Harry Potter-like at all. But we will talk about that soon. It's so, got the fa font as well. It's, all <laughs> it's got the font, it's got the music, it's Harry Potter. Come fantastic on. Beast and Where to Find Them. One of the most stupid uh, names in history of a... Uh, uh, I mean, I yeah, I guess I understand that it's like name of the book, but it seems a little long. They could have... A little. Shortened it a little, but whatever. I'm sure some people appreciate it. So, since you haven't seen this movie, what is it about? Or what do they say it's about? Uh, this... Uh, okay, well, the year is 1926, and Newt Scamander has just completed completed a global excursion to find and document an extraordinary array of magical creatures. Arriving in New York for a brief stopover, he might have come and gone without incident were it not for a now mage named uh, Nomage named Mage. Jacob. Nomage. Yeah. It's French and means I don't really care. Where did you All find right. your review? It's got a oh, oh, it's got an eight point eight eight out of ten on IMDb, seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty close there. Mm -hmm. uh, got my review from their Facebook page. What's a surprise? Uh, from somebody named Ali White. It says, "Great movie, terrible camera work. I just saw it in theaters, <laughs> and the blurry panning made me nearly puke. 
Considering all the cool details in this fil- film, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset. I couldn't watch two thirds of the actual footage. I wanted to buy it, but now I won't because there isn't a point as it is virtually unwatchable. Wow. She wasn't very happy about it, and she was going to buy it before she even went to see it. So there you go. Yeah, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you shouldn't see this movie. Like, there it is. It's <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. It's in the same universe, but it's uh, entirely other story. And I'm I'm not entirely sure if I like it or not. Like it it's. A, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure, but uh, from what I saw on the Facebook, a lot of people, one of the sides, that one of the arguments was there was a lot of um, explanation given that uh, added to the other Harry Potter movies if you were paying attention. It wasn't right. outright, but there were little things that like connected them in there, a way. There are things that connect them. And and we, we will, in the next movie, because this sets off uh, to a second movie. I think it's of going course. to be three movies, if I'm not completely wrong. And there's a heel turn you don't see especially good in this movie at the end. Also kind of curious what they're going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm more curious to see the next movie after this than seeing this again. Do you... Hmm. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I got out of it, because cool. I, I, fe- I felt like it was kind of, yeah, it was betraying something. It was kind of, it, it was giving us something that that, that it, it's not a bad movie in all all means. I would give this maybe a six point five out of ten. All right. Yeah, I land there somewhere. It's a little lower than the uh, ratings, but uh, you know, personal taste, I, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, personal taste. I wasn't that excited. I also saw it in 3D, and uh, the 3D effects was amazing. Uh, so I really liked it in 3D. Uh, yeah. Weird enough. Uh, b- before we we start talking about uh, Westworld. Um, I actually bought a book this week. Okay. And I began to listen to it as well. I bought Megan Keller's book. <laughs> and I know you think that is kind of weird. Uh, if if you don't know who Megan Keller is uh, out there, uh, she's a uh, Fox News... Uh, uh, what do you call her? Uh, commentator. Commentator, thank you. And she has uh, a good show I like to watch every single day called The Kelly Files. She's it's not a good show. I, I really enjoy it. And I think one of the reasons why I really enjoy it is because she's not your normal Republican. Uh, she asks Republican views, yes, but but she's not uh, a normal Republican. And she came out with her book Settle for More, uh, and it's written and it's read by Megan Kelly. 
And so I bought that for one of the credits. Uh, you can get on Audible Trial slash another digital citizen. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to mention that because uh, I'm I like the book as well. Actually, why don't you like her? Is it because she's a Republican by by proxy? Uh, because she does the same Fox News tactics that a lot of them those those reporters do, where she cuts people off and uh, ignores what they're trying to say just to get her point across. Doesn't really listen. Just uh, waits to talk. Uh, so I don't really like that about her. But yeah, she's one of the best things about Fox. I think, like in in all honesty, I don't think that's hard to find though. <laughs> It's like l- looking for for rose petals in a pile of shit. <laughs> you, yes, you're going to find it, but it's going to be shit on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what you have watched this week was Westworld Episode 8. Yeah, okay. This is going to be a confusing review because yep. this was a confusing episode. Uh, I mean, it wasn't confusing, it's just... Hard, probably going to be hard to convey a lot of stuff. So if I miss anything, Fro, feel free to jump in at any time. Because uh, I feel like I, t- I took ten pages of notes. Wow. Like most of these episodes. Wow. Pretty much every episode I've done like ten pages of notes, except for the first or the last two. Right. The last two were like six and seven because there wasn't a whole lot of storyline stuff going on. But this episode was just like, let's dump a giant bucket of storyline. Into this episode is what happened, and especially the ending. Uh, yeah, I mean, just all the way through, there was just tons and tons of stuff happening all the way through, and, and all and the we, different storylines that were happening. Talk, we have to talk about what came obvious this uh, this week. Mm, I would have said that maybe two weeks ago, but much much more obvious this week. But yeah, yeah let's get into it. This episode was called Trace Decay. Uh, got a. It was 1.78 million people watch this week. Barely, barely up from last week. Not getting a whole lot more viewers. So yeah, uh, they're pretty stagnant right here. Uh, we opened up with our intro uh, again. Uh, we go into Ford's basement lab, and Ford is bringing Bernard back online. Uh, and Ford or Bernard is all upset that he killed Teresa. This confused me. Uh, okay. The end of the last episode, they were walking out of the lab, going up the stairs. Yeah. That was the end of the last episode. Yes. Now we're just back in this lab like they yeah. never were going to leave. Yeah. This is It's broken. That is super broken. Yeah, it's a little broken. But, I mean, it's two different episodes. If you weren't paying this much attention to it like I am, you probably wouldn't have noticed. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. I, I care, though. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, it's the timeline. Like, he was, they were leaving. They were going up the stairs. Uh, it doesn't make any sense why they'd be back down here doing what they're doing right here. But let's get into it. He says, uh, basically, um, Bernard asked him why he made him kill Teresa. Uh, and wh- he says, why did you make me do that? And Ford says, God has nothing to do with it. Uh, you killed her because I told you to. And Ford says that uh, the board 
would have destroyed Westworld and they would have destroyed Bernard as well if Teresa would have gotten her way. Hmm. And so that's his justification for killing her. And Bernard uh, tries to attack Ford, but Ford, like, you know, does this freezing thing that he can do on everybody. Freezes Bernard before Bernard can attack him. And we get kind of a voiceover happening here where Ford is telling Bernard to clean up the mess, uh, alluding to his relationship or any kind of connection to uh, him killing Teresa. So uh, we get a voiceover of him talking to Bernard, and Bernard is um, in the map room, and he's deleting himself from like some security footage of him with Teresa going uh, to the elevator. And we're in Teresa's apartment, and Bernard is removing love letters, and he's taking hairs off the bed, uh, any kind of DNA evidence, obviously. And he's, I mean, he's a, basically a robot, so he he would be pretty good at hiding a crime, you would think, because he would, the deep, he would be able to check every last detail, don't you think, bro? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we go to the body shop uh, where we've been before, and Bernard takes all this evidence and he burns it in the furnace. So we go to Westworld, and Maeve is at the bar, and we got a new Clementine Pennyfeather now. Because of the last episode, she got lobotomized, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And everything uh, starts to slow down all of a sudden. And Maeve is kind of freaking out. And she flashes back to her old build when she was uh, when she had a child, uh, which we've seen with the uh, Man in Black. But this, this time, we didn't see the Man in Black in this. But... Uh, then we go to the body shop, and Maeve is trying to figure out what's going on. What's going on with her? And Felix explains that uh, her memories are so clear; they're like living in that moment again, basically. Where our memories are kind of hazy. We, it doesn't feel so much like maybe a dream state, where their memories are so clear that it's basically like a dream state, like you're reliving uh, your memory. Uh, which would be kind of freaky, I guess. And Maeve wants to know if uh, the little girl from her memories is still in the park. Yeah, more or less, if if it if she exists. Uh, yeah, because obviously she knows she's not real, but she kind of changes her mind and she wants to. She, because she realizes, wait, I don't care about any of this stuff. I just want to get the hell out of here. So she says she wants to get out of the park. And somehow she knows about an explosive charge in her spine. And they I guess told when her she was... last uh, episode. Oh, did they? Okay. Yes. I don't sure, remember I, that because... I'm pretty sure, uh, yes, because uh, they were talking about um, uh, why she couldn't leave. And and uh, they told her that uh, there was a fo- fail safe in her body and her oh uh, yeah they said there were they said there was something that uh, they said that her skin wouldn't even let her leave right. but they didn't tell her about an explosive in her spine because didn't even they? in this they're su- no even in this scene they're surprised that she knows that it's there hmm and then she even points out which vertebrae it is to oh, prove sure. that she she's right Yes, I'm 100%. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be surprised that she knows if they told her last episode. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, Why? 
because they wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because they would know that they told her. Yes. Okay, I'm just being stupid. Okay, yes. All right. Uh... So yeah, she she knows about this, and uh, she, uh, I guess the redheaded guy, he says that it would take a rebuild, a complete rebuild of her to take that out, uh, and it would be almost impossible to do that without somebody finding out about it, obviously. And Maeve takes uh, Felix's tablet, which, didn't he steal this, and still nobody's looking for it, but whatever. Uh... And he tells them uh, she wants control uh, of other hosts and that she wants to build an army to try to get out of this place. Because one of them is like, you're going to need an army to get out of here. And she's like, basically saying, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we go to Dolores and William and they're riding next to the river that we saw at the end of the last episode. And uh, Dolores is basically like, I feel like we're close. I feel like we're close to home. And she gets off of her horse, and we go to. She runs onto the beach, and this is where there are all the dead bodies, like littered all over the beach. And we find out that these were Confederados who were uh, going to try to ambush them if they got past, if the train got past, obviously, uh, where it did, where it didn't. Uh, but one of these Confederados is alive and is a young kid. So, uh, Dolores wants to give him water. She wants to take care of him. <clears throat> and we find out that the Ghost Nation attacked him, which was pretty obvious because they have arrows sticking out of him, but he <laughs> says that. Uh, kind, like, kind of obvious. Thanks, thanks, Will, for that observation. <laughs> it took a genius to figure that one out. Um, and we find out that Logan was one of the people he's told them he told the Confederados that William and Dolores were the ones that double crossed them, and so now the Confederado that's why the Confederados are after uh, William. Uh, and I guess and Lawrence as well, but they're not with Lawrence anymore because they split up in the last episode. Not sure if we're going to see more of Lawrence, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll show up at some point. So Dolores goes out uh, to get more water for this kid and. She sees a dead body in the river, and she flashes, and the dead body's gone out of the river. She turns around, and all the people on the beach are gone, including uh, William and the kid. Everything's, like, just regular beach. So uh, she turns back around and turns back around again, and William and the boy are back. Everything's back to normal. So she's flashing and everybody's disappearing and reappearing at this point. So we go to the lab and they have Teresa's dead body there. And uh, Ashley, the head of security, he tells Ford and Charlotte uh, that they found Teresa's body in the same ravine where the stray was from that episode where they found him. And they found Teresa with the transmitter that we've seen that uh, Elsie and Bernard found in the stray and that she was trying to well I guess obviously we know that Ford is framing her for trying to send this information out of the park yeah and it he, seems- he needs he needs a reason to get her to kill herself more or less right but they he, they're saying that it was an accident she was up on the hill 
because she was trying to get the signal out. Uh, she needed to be high up on a mountain, and that she fell uh, mm-hmm. in the ravine. Fell. But obviously, we know that Ford is framing her, and Charlotte seems to know that Shard. Okay, let me. I wrote. I actually wrote this down. Charlotte seems to know that Ford knows th- that she knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah, yes. Uh, and Ford tells them that he know he went into the uh, uh, the original Clementine bot, and that he found that there was it was messed with, and that the demo was all a hoax, and that Teresa was the one uh, who set it all up. So he says that he needs to cut access to her team until they can figure out, uh, until they can restaff until further notice. Mm-hmm. And this really, the reason he's doing this is this gets, uh, he says, and obviously to, to do all of this, I'm going to need Bernard. So we're going to have to reinstate Bernard, which obviously the uh, only reason you fired him is because of the stuff that uh, she faked, which is actually true to begin with. So. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him there. So we go back to the body shop, and the two techs are freaked out uh, oh, by the investigation going on, because they know that... They don't know that Teresa's dead, but they can see everybody's freaking out, and that there's a lot of activity and investigation happening around. So they're worried that the investigation might be about them. And Maeve wants them to change something more extreme about her, like her uh, main objective... Uh, and she says that there are dormant. She has a dormant purpose inside of her that she can't reach. And she asks Aww. who Arnold is here, and the guy's like, "I don't care who Arnold is. Uh, none of this is happening. Uh, screw you." Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, "Oh, the guy says that you would have to go up to behavior to get something fixed like that because we we can't do anything like that down here." And she says, "If." they get her up there that she will be somebody else's problem at that point and so the redhead tech decides like they go outside right and they decide that they're going to take her upstairs and then turn her off and try to wipe her memory and uh, who said that this was a good idea last time we talked about this who said that hmm, could that be me uh, right yeah <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember, but yeah, some one of us said it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> Do it like that. Uh, where was I? Uh, yeah. So then we go to the man in black and Teddy, and the man in black uh, is. Oh, the man in black says that they're riding through Wyatt's territory, and uh, the man in black calls Teddy a loser. And Teddy all of a sudden has a flash, which we haven't seen Teddy have any of these flashes like other people like Maeve and uh, Dolores yet. But this is kind of the first one we've seen him have. And he flashes back to Dolores' house really quick uh, of when the... I think it was like the first episode when he showed up and took her off. Yeah. Yeah. So they ride up. Uh, they ride. They're riding through kind of the desert, and they ride up on a bunch of dead people. Uh, which didn't we see this in an earlier scene where Dolores and William rode up on a bunch of dead people? We kind of get the same scene twice, but whatever. So they ride up on these dead people, and um, 
one of the people is alive again, just like the other scene we just saw. Uh, they kind of copy and pasted these scenes. It's a little weird. But this is the woman from the wardrobe room and the video uh, in the Westworld uh, main hall, if you remember this. Do you know what I'm talking about, Fro? No. The wardrobe robe when William first showed uh, up. Yeah, yeah, episode yeah, yes, two. Yes. The blonde lady uh, yes. from the wardrobe yes. room. This yes. is her. Yes. Except she is in a different outfit, obviously, and she's in a new storyline. So she's been reassigned, obviously. Uh, which they don't point out. You would have to, like, really have been paying attention to notice that this was that lady. But the man in black does say, oh, it's you. Mm-hmm. I guess Ford doesn't want to waste a pretty face. Mm-hmm. So they know each other. Hint, hint. Right. He, he's seen her before at some point, hmm. possibly in the show. I wonder um, when. <laughs> so Teddy cuts her loose because she's tied up. And at this point, right when he's doing that, the man in black turns around and a giant mantor person runs out of the bushes, which go ahead and look up WWF mantor. And it's pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> it is. And... <laughs> And Teddy uh, has another flash as the man in black is fighting this thing of the uh, episode one. And Teddy ends up jumping on this mantar and killing it with a, a giant axe that the mantar had. And Teddy ends up ma- knocking out the man in black because of these flashes he's having. So at this point, Teddy thinks that the man in black or he remembers the man in black hurting Dolores. So. We go back to the lab. And the lab techs uh, take Maeve upstairs to behavior. And Maeve says, good luck, Sylvester, to the redhead. And I I had not, I guess I probably knew it, but I hadn't, like, we hadn't really pointed it out yet that this redheaded guy's name is Sylvester. Oh, yeah. I uh, didn't think about that at all, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. And the the Asian uh, tech is named Felix. Mm-hmm. They're both cartoon cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why they're both cartoon cats, but I thought that was interesting. Maybe they are not uh, real. Like that—that that is the like main problem with this uh, uh, kind of show. You never know. Like as fast as Bernard turned up to be not a human being, you will never ever know. Who is a human being and a machine? More or less. Right, and I find it funny because if you think about it, Sylvester the cat and Felix the cat are almost opposites because Felix was always the kind of cool cat who got away with stuff. uh, And Sylvester was the cat, the annoying cat that never got away with anything. Mm. And that's the redhead tech. And so the... Their personalities go with the uh, cartoons as well. So, yeah, there is a very good possibility these two could just be hosts. But the win, uh, they're up in behavior, and they turn her off, and a window pops up that says, reformat host. And before we see whether Felix uh, clicks the button or not, it cuts to Lee's office, which we've never been to before. But Lee is working on his cannibal story, which he talked about in the past. And Charlotte comes in and talks to him about Teresa uh, passing away, obviously. And 
says that she wants to give Leah a job. Uh, and right here in this scene is when we find out that Ford has dug up an old town in the parks, uh, in the outskirts of the park. He dug up an old town. Mm-hmm. All right. Probably important. So we go to the lab, and Sylvester is trying to convince Felix that uh, reformatting Maeve was a good idea. And at this point, Maeve wakes up, and she's, like, standing right in front of him. And Felix, uh, she says that Felix messed with her core code. So (laughs) she wants to show what she can do. So she grabs a scalpel, and she slices uh, Sylvester's neck. That was so so hard to watch. She is a fan of the scalpel. She always goes straight to the scalpel every time (laughs) in the show. Uh, Die before he can kind of bleed out. Uh, She has Felix use this, you know, futuristic technology to uh, heal up the cut before he can die. Because she says she might need him in the future. And she grabs the tablet and she says, now it's time to recruit my army. So she's getting ready. She's going to get an army together to get the hell out of this place. Seems like what her plan is. Still not sure why these two are sticking with her, but I guess if Felix was a host, it would make more sense than if he was human, <laughs> in a way. So we go back to Westworld, and Maeve can now control other hosts just by talking to them. And I of. love that. It's it's so it's it's so funny and scary. And the same. Time. It's like a superpower. It's yeah. like if she was in, in real life, if she was a um, hypnotist, right. who could just like make people do whatever she told them to. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what it kind of is like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she I, has a flashback uh, here. Of uh, this is where she sees the man in black in her flashback um, and everything. And at this point, Hector and the gang ride into town to steal the safe. You know their normal loop. And Maeve, uh, she basically controls the whole situation. She sends the, the bartender away, and she starts to tell the sheriffs to, uh, what does she say, uh, qu- practice your quick draw against each, each other. other. Yeah, yeah, and they shoot each other, and like the other, the sheriff is like, just act like you're normal, yep. everything's normal, and he mm-hmm. just walks by and like uh, tips his hat to Hector, I think. And, no, uh, yeah, uh, he's t- tipping the hat to the Norwegian. Actress. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Uh, Armistance. Armistance, right. Uh, And so she kind of controls the situation so that Hector can finally steal the safe successfully. (laughs) For the first time in the show, we haven't seen him actually steal the safe. It was so gratifying to watch. Right, yeah. So she, uh, um, I mean, the whole idea here is that she's fulfilled her promise uh, of when, the time that he uh, cut her with the knife and got the bullet out. She told him that she would help him get the safe. Remember that? And now, she, even though it was in a whole different, he doesn't even remember that probably, but she did fulfill her promise to him. So I thought that was kind of cool. So we go back to Ford's secret lab, and Bernard asks Ford... Uh, what makes Ford human and Bernard not? So Bernard is still confused. Like, why does he... What makes uh, Ford's feelings more important than what Bernard feels? Uh, and Ford says this is what consumed Arnold. Uh, 
which I think we this is when we talked about singularity and everything, right? Uh, this whole concept is like what this is what made Arnold uh, and Ford disagree so much to the point where Ford had to kill him. Uh, Bernard asked whether Ford has made him kill anybody in the past, and Ford says no. I don't believe him, but do you, Fro? No. Nope. So, at this point, Ford erases Bernard's memory. Why would memory. we believe him? There's no freaking reason to believe him. No, definitely not. And, I mean, well, he didn't say it in any way that would make you... He didn't go, like... He didn't make it... He didn't turn around and go... Mm, <laughs> into the camera or anything like that, but... There's no reason to believe him. <laughs> I wish... I wish he went to the camera and like... <laughs> Oh, that just would be funny. Puts his finger up to his mouth, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we go back to William and Dolores, and Dolores finds this path that she says she knows and that she's been here before. Hmm. She runs ahead of William, and she finds a town, hmm. and it's it's a town we've seen before because this is where uh, Arnold and him used to train hosts. So we've seen this before, but... They're doing the little dancing thing, and uh, the scientists or techs, I guess, are teaching them how to dance a little bit. And if you notice in this scene, the uh, uh, Angela, the woman from the wardrobe room, is actually in this town in this scene. Uh, and Lawrence's daughter is there, the little girl who told her about the maze, and. The churches there that we've seen in Dolores's dreams slash flashes. Ugh, so many things to uh, to 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 kind of look at in this scene. Yeah, a lot of callback and everything like that. You re- this is a scene where, like, if you haven't been paying attention the whole season, you might not really get what's happening in the scene. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of callback. Super happening. confused. <laughs> right, <laughs> you were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially in a second. So <laughs> Yes. Uh shots ring out and people start to die all around her. Hmm. Which we've seen this kind of in the past when she had a flash of uh, you know, uh everybody dying around her in the same town. And she from around the corner, she sees herself coming around the corner oh, uh love this. Killing all these people and she sees herself putting a gun to her own head or Ugh. putting a gun to her head and we flash back to uh, I guess we didn't really realize this was a flashback mm-hmm. but now we flash back and we're with William again and her and William are in front of the black steeple we saw in what episode 3 I believe is the first time we saw it uh, we've seen it since then and she's holding a gun to her own head right here uh, and she's really confused because she doesn't know what's real uh, anymore because she's been flashing in and out of reality kind of in a way because her memories, as we know from Maeve, her memories basically feel like reality. So, uh, And this is so... Uh, uh, like, I had a problem not crying on this scene, to be honest, because this is so, such a strong thing to do. Like, the the desperation in what she's doing is so... Oh. It was really weird for me, because when I was a kid, I I remember I had a dream. This is a really weird dream, but I was like in a classroom when I was a kid, 
and I walked out of the classroom and I was in a train car and in the middle of this train car that was it, the train was driving there was a doll in the middle like on this pedestal and I walked up to the doll in my dream and I bit the bit the doll's hand and I woke up with my hand in my mouth wow that that happened to me so this whole scene was like wow that shit actually happened to me at one point kind of in a way yeah <laughs> I didn't have a gun to my own head but uh, you know I woke up because I was biting my own hand. Very strange. But um, Dolores, at this point, is super confused, and she wants to know where where are they, when are we? Like, what, you know, she's super confused, and uh, William is worried about her and says that they need to get, get them <laughs> out of there. I wonder why. <laughs> Wouldn't you be super worried for her? I mean, you just seen her putting a, a gun to a her. A gun to her, her head, yeah. yeah. In front of a black church steeple, right? And uh, Dolores at this point says Arnold wants her to remember, uh, but William says they need to leave, and they just run off. And the next scene we get is them at night, so they must have been running for a while because it was perfectly like noon when they were uh, next to the church. But they're it's nighttime, and they're trying to get back to Sweetwater, the town, because for some reason William thinks if they get closer to town that she'll start to feel better. So Logan and the Confederados at this point ride up on them. Uh, so they're kind of busted. Logan says they've been looking for them for two days, I guess. And we go to cold storage at this point with uh, Lee and Charlotte. And we haven't been here in a while. I guess it's been many episodes since we've been here. But they find Dolores' old dad. And Charlotte says that she wants to load up all the data from the park into her, the old dad. And she wants Lee to find a, make a, write a storyline, uh, make it for this dad, and find a way to get him out of the park so they can get this info out of the park using, using one of the hosts. Basically as a, a, a thumb drive, uh, a brain drive, I mm -hmm. guess it would be. So we go back to the lab, and Ashley, the uh, security guy, he tries to console Bernard about Teresa, which we know Bernard's memory has been wiped about all of this. So, But somehow Ashley knew they were sleeping together, which this is interesting because Bernard was supposed to get rid of all traces that this ever happened, mm. but neither him or Ford knew that Ashley knew this. Mm. So this is a... a Ashley knowing that Bernard and her were sleeping together is a, a a piece of evidence that didn't get destroyed when Bernard did have his memory to remember he was supposed to destroy it. But now he doesn't know because he got his memory wiped. So, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bernard doesn't remember any of this, obviously. And Ash, uh, and then Ashley asks, about, asks where Elsie is, where she's been. And Bernard says she's enjoying her time off. So, I guess Bernard, I guess, my guess is that uh, Ford implanted into Bernard's head that uh, Elsie was, uh, had taken a vacation, right? Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just uh, extrapolating, but. So, we go back to the man in black with Teddy, and I guess with Angela as well, and Teddy has the man in black tied up, and uh, Teddy tries to beat an, an answer out about, uh, out of the man in black about Dolores and about who the man in black is. And man in black, basically he says, I'm a God. 
and then he tells the story about who he actually is, how he's a <sighs> business tycoon and I an investor. This. And he tells a story about how his wife uh, ended up taking pills. He says she ended up taking the wrong pills and accidentally drowned in the bathtub. Yeah. And that his daughter was trying to convince him that she committed suicide, but he wouldn't believe it at all. Mm-hmm. And the man in black uh, said it anything anymore. So he came to Westworld uh, specifically to kill Maeve and her daughter to see if he could feel still feel anything. Uh, so sad. If he did something super evil. Ugh. So sad. So now we go to Maeve at the bar. Uh, and this is kind of mixed together back and forth. Maeve at the bar and uh, Man in Black telling his story. And um what happens here? Oh, right. Maeve leaves the bar. Uh, and she basically says she's out of here. She's ready to... Uh, obviously, she's ready to do her plan of escaping uh, Westworld. So she walks right out of the bar, says, I'm done with this place. And Maeve, uh, she goes into a flash, right? And... In the flash, she we see the man in black attacking her, and the man in black kills her daughter, and she's shot. He's shot Maeve, but Maeve doesn't die. She gets up and she has a knife, and she cuts the man in black, uh, cuts his throat, uh, which we saw her do to that redheaded guy. Uh, so I kind of think that's part of her programming, as far as like getting scalpels and cutting people's throats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Maybe part of her deep programming from Arnold that she was talking about earlier in this episode. <laughs> and we, but we flash forward right as she's cutting the man in black's throat, and Maeve has, uh, in the in the in this reality, uh, the flash forward reality, Maeve has cut the new Clementine's throat, and in the middle of the street, and everybody's looking at her like, oh my god, this lady just cut this lady's throat for no reason. Mm-hmm. And we flash back to. Uh, the man in black and her and Maeve and Maeve has her daughter. She's carrying her daughter out of the cabin and they die in the middle of this maze maze shaped thing carved on the ground. And the man in black says that's when the maze revealed itself to me. So I guess what he thinks is by doing something evil, that's what Arnold, what caused uh, Arnold to reveal the maze to him. Yes. What it seems like to me. And the man in black tells Teddy that he can't hurt him, which we knew, but Teddy doesn't know. And um, then Maeve escapes from town using her telepathic abilities or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Telepathic abilities. I love love how you explain that. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like a telepathic. Yeah. Well, if it was real, if it was the real world, and these weren't robot humans, mm-hmm. then yes, it would be tele. We would. That's what we'd call it at least. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what we'll call it from now on. <laughs> we go to the map room, and Ashley, the t- secure- head of security, sends. Uh, he sends out a team to get Maeve because they've been watching over all this. Obviously, Maeve goes to her house, and obviously, we know Maeve wants to get captured. That's exactly what she wants. Yes. But yes. Maeve goes into her house. We go to the lab. 
and Bernard and Ford are analyzing Maeve, uh, and this is in the past, obviously, after Maeve, right after the Maeve had killed the Man of Black, uh, or, and, and, oh, right, right after the Man in Black killed her kid, right, and she tried to slice, tried to slice his throat, obviously. So Maeve uh, won't respond to verbal commands. She's going nuts. So this was obviously the first, maybe the first time this whole not being able to get one of the hosts to respond. Maybe this was the first time it ever happened. Just a guess. But it seems like what they're trying to tell us in this scene. And Ford runs a script uh, on his tablet to calm her down. And he says it's from an old friend. So I assume he's talking about Arnold. And Ford tries to uh, erase Maeve's memory. But before he can erase... It seems like before he can fully erase all of her memory, Maeve, you know, she grabs another scalpel and stabs herself in the neck because you know how much Maeve loves scalpels. <sighs> a big fan. So maybe, in one of, maybe before she was a, a, a brothel owner and before she was a mother on the prairie, she was a scalpel saleswoman maybe that <laughs> so we go back to the man I, I, in black i love i love that explanation by the way <laughs> yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. so we go back to the man in black with teddy and the man in black tells teddy that they both want wyatt and that's uh how, why they can kind of connect uh that they both want to get to Wyatt even if it kills them because that's the whole purpose of Teddy and uh, Man in Black wants to find the maze and he thinks Wyatt is the way to do that. And Angela tells Teddy uh, to kill the Man in Black. And Teddy tries to, it seems like. He oh, holds the gun to his head. Love but that. he can't because he's not allowed to. Nope. Because it's not his programming. And at this point Angela gets up and stabs Teddy in the chest with a knife. And we're like, what? Yeah. Why is she stabbing Teddy? And we realize Angela is with Wyatt. And then all of a sudden, behind her, men in all these crazy costumes start coming out of the bushes. Like, <sighs> mm, 30 of them. So good. They come up behind Angela, and we cut to credits. Very good. <laughs> so? I think if, if you didn't know at this point, if you didn't know at this point, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Spoilers! So. <laughs> Spoilers! 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 We have to talk a little about it. So, it was confirmed that we have two timelines. This episode. I would say yes, unless you haven't been paying attention close enough. But, uh, the scene... What? what how about you tell me the scene that you thought was the most, like, really gave it away? Right now, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember I the scene, but I, I remember when I was finished with episode, and I was like, okay, they they confirmed uh, a double uh, timeline storyline. Because I'm, I th I think the scene that really did it was when he acknowledged that Angela was the woman that he had seen before. Yes. Uh, uh, that was probably the one really definite thing, and then the flashes. Um, from Dolores, especially the one on the beach where everybody's disappeared and then she comes back. It's pretty obvious mm. that Dolores is 
in she's reliving the exact same scenario that happened in the past with William, but she's doing it alone. And we're seeing it all in the William perspective, but it in the future it's happening uh, just with her, if that makes sense. So. And I also feel like we got confirmed that the man in black was William. I think we got that last episode, especially since he said uh, in the last episode that he... Um, young William said that he... He wanted to find the end of the story with Dolores, which is exactly what the Man in Black had said uh, two episodes earlier. So they had basically said the exact same line. It's yeah, it's confirmed at this point. So uh, hopefully everybody knows that, and these aren't too bad of spoilers. But I think if, if you didn't know at this point, if you didn't know at this point, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Spoilers. So. <laughs> it's got. It's good that we say it after we discuss the point I was that we're spoiling. I can go in there and retroactively put in spoilers, but yeah, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I just find that a little funny. But but it's it's it for me for me that that scene the old movie and and knows uh, things. Uh, of the old movie into this series, I, I I kind of I wasn't super surprised by this, to say it mildly. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I had seen it coming for a while. I think you knew that I saw it coming for a while, but mm-hmm. um, there was a few things about. I mean, there's still a few things about it that are, I don't know about. So I'm more more interested in the search for the maze and what the maze is and. Um, Arnold's uh, secret that's inside of Maeve, and then I think the most exciting thing from this episode is uh, the army. That's what everybody really wants to see. I think is when we get an army of uh, hosts. Uh, what is that going to look that. like? So yeah, it's going to be exciting. So there's a lot of things in the future that I'm actually looking forward to, and uh, and uh, this, I mean, we we don't have that many episodes left. Right. How many? We'll see when we two? what happens. Uh, also, yes, yeah. two more episodes. Well, I mean, we know there's going to be another season, so they're going to end us with a cliffhanger. Not really sure where it'll be, but my guess is right when we get the army together, uh, that'll be the end of our season. But we'll see I, what happens. I think they are, they are going to tell us. Da da da. They. Who the man in black is for sure, sure. Uh, definitely. I I don't think they would have done this season uh, the way they did without that being. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna get a couple of different mm, big things coming up in the next couple episodes. I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode is a bit slow, and then the last episode is like massive reveals. But I guess we'll see what happens. We will see what happens, indeed. Uh, All right, Let, we did the plugs already, so uh, let's uh, no. do the coming next week and get out of here. Not all the plugs. I want to plug my oh. sweet, oh. small podcast that I have with a guy called Wrestling Man or Bill, as people also know him. And you can check that out. And it's called South. Uh, it's called Sharks Bond, a South Park 
podcast. I didn't talk about it last week, but now I can talk about it. And we are at the end of season two, and we are go- going to soon start recording uh, episodes of season three. Right, and that comes out on Fridays, if it, uh, and it's on iTunes and everything, so if people want to check that out. Mm-hmm. You're a fan, aren't you? Yeah, I listen occasionally. I'm a bit behind, but I've been about. I think I've been a bit behind since like episode seven. Yeah. So, but I, I listen when I get a chance. So they're not that long. They're usually pretty uh, short and concise because it's just one short episode of South Park. So yep. they're easy to listen to if you just got to wait around for something or something like that. So it's uh, it's uh, and it's always fun. Me and Bill, we 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 have a fun time. So. Uh, next week we will talk uh, news from the week. Uh, we will have Tilly with us. <laughs> Hopefully, don't jinx it. You're supposed to say now. <laughs> oh right, don't jinx it. Yeah. Uh, one thing we don't—I ha- didn't put in the coming next week. We we're gonna d- uh, that we didn't do this week. We're gonna do NXT Toronto uh, results, and we're gonna do um, Sur- Survivor Series results. Yeah, and then we're also gonna do TLC predictions. So, yay, wrestling talk. <laughs> we'll try to do uh, the uh, the results pretty quick because yeah. they'll kind of be out of date. So we'll bust through those. Yeah, uh, we will have another digital review of Bad Santa Two, <laughs> a movie that uh, uh, you we can talk about because I'm not going to see it in the cinemas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about. Uh, uh, Westworld episode 9 but our main topic will be Project Blue Beam what the fuck is this Luke uh, it was a government project uh, created uh, let me look it up real quick so we, I don't get any of this wrong um, it was created in Canada I guess blame Canada uh, <laughs> a theory, it's a conspiracy theory that claims that NASA is attempting to implement a New Age religion with the Antichri- Antichrist <laughs> as the head of the New World Order yes. via a technological simulated second coming. Woohoo! I can't wait, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> it sounds so fun. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's got a lot of little. It's got a lot of things in there. It's got NASA. Mm-hmm. It's got religion. Mm-hmm. It's got the New World Order. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, technologically simulated second coming of Christ. Oh, so yeah, can't wait. can't wait. Can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a shorter episode of another digital season. It's shorter when we have two hours of show. Um, I guess we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.